Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Kicking with Keith. Make sure to tune in every Tuesday and Thursday at 12 p.m. for the audio portion on all streaming platforms and catch the video on my YouTube channel on Wednesdays and Fridays at 12 p.m. Thank you for your continued support, friend. I love me some you, and you are greatly appreciated. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Kicking with Keith. Make sure to tune in every Tuesday and Thursday at 12 p.m. for the audio portion on all streaming platforms and catch the video on my YouTube channel on Wednesdays and Fridays at 12 p.m. Thank you for your continued support, friend. I love me some you, and you are greatly appreciated. What's up, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Kicking It With Keith. I got somebody who I'm very, very... Okay, so listen, I know. I know. Every time I tell y'all, I'll be like, I ain't gonna be able to get nobody back on here. I know. Y'all be like, this nigga can't do this by himself. And, you know, you might be right. I don't know. But either way it goes, I'm gonna keep reaching for the stars. And speaking of stars, I got somebody here who I've been following for a... For, honestly, a few years. And I think it's actually really good because I got someone to show y'all um, here in a little bit. Um, but, so, I know him as Cornell, but you all know him as... Nasus, Nasus, listen, sneezes, excuse you, bless you, all that good stuff. So, <laughs> what's up, friend? Hey, what's up? It's Nasus, by the way. But what's up? He's gonna get that from it's me okay. every single time, and I, I tell him I, I'm country, and he, he. Let me tell you something. My man is from the DMV, just like this man is. I am, and they are so so bougie with their language. They be like, we are they not be like. <laughs> Oh, you said it like that. Y'all are going to stop calling us bougie. We are not bougie. We're, I actually heard y'all are bougie. We're just well-spoken. Well, no, Is that bougie? Until you start... No, but okay. We're going to talk about that later because I know there's a, there's a particular... It's like a woo, woo, woo kind of word that I always hear. Like, uh, have you, the, the, are you from Baltimore? I'm not from Baltimore. Okay, so that's a... Now, that's the... That's a whole list. different... That's the ugliest accent I've probably Baltimore heard. I love Baltimore accents really yes but I'm not from Baltimore but I love their accent okay I love right. like up north accents New York Jersey Baltimore Philly see I, I guess I'm the other way because I'm I'm super country so I'll just be like ooh you southern you sound like you can you can sound like you could fry the fuck out some chicken uh ooh, like you southern folks man look yeah but we can fry some chicken too though but you know, get you a southern man though. I'm just saying. Okay, I'm I'll southern, keep that in mind. Southern chant. <laughs> hmm. All right. So, okay, let's go ahead. I just took over your intro and stuff like that. So, I know you as a rapper. I know you as a model. I know you. Mm-hmm. I know you from walking balls. I've seen you kind of just dip your fingers in a lot of different things. Um, and so, I would like for you to give you the opportunity to be able to introduce yourself. Um, you know, from your own words. Yeah, that's always hard when people say introduce yourself, but um. I'm multi-talented. I can do pretty much anything I put my mind to. Um, I am a model. I've modeled since, um, and I'm an urban model. I don't want to say, because I feel like everyone says they're a model. I'm an urban model, so I was in like the modeling scene back home. I started that in high school, 10th grade, so I've been doing that walking runway, walking balls and stuff for a very long time. Um, I just started um, dabbing my feet in the rapping thing. Um, I have two songs out right now. I'm working on so fucking much. Just stay tuned. Um, no sleep. I, no, no sleep. Never no sleep. I'm a bartender, too. Gotta Ooh. get the coins. <laughs> I know. Listen, um, y'all. I'm gonna cut him off for a second, because look, let me tell y'all how busy this motherfucker is. Busy. I was like, I was like, hey, so I film on these days, and I need you here. He was like, "Well, I ain't never got no off day, so nigga, I you don't. gonna get me when you got me." I'm just- <laughs> and I, I mean, I work a nine to five too, so I'm like, yeah, I'm doing a lot, but um, 
I'm an artist. That's I'm just an artist. I'm a creative and to kind of wrap it up. You just a creative, honestly. And that I think I think that is so because, you know, as as creators, you know, that's multifaceted. Like, I think it's um, I categorize myself as a comedian. Um, however, you know, there's been times where I've been able to write a little rap. And although I'm not a rapper, I'm not trying to be like crazy, you know, a little upper. Um, but, you know, um, I'm not. Well, no, actually, because there's no age on that. I feel like. I feel like people can literally, we see so much in a day and we learn so much in a day. People can literally wake up one day and want to try something new. So mm-hmm. I don't think that is, I don't like when people put me in the box, oh, you're just a model or you're a rapper now. I can wake up tomorrow and figure out, learn how to paint and then all of a sudden grow a passion for painting and become a painter. So like, um, I don't, I, that's why I say it's hard for me to introduce myself because I feel like anything that I put my mind to, I can really do. And yeah, so I guess creative would be the word for me. You put that, you wrapped it up and put a bow on it so beautifully. So beautifully. You know why I said that? Because people people always say now everyone now everyone wants to be a rapper. Now everybody's a rapper. Now everybody's this and that. It's like, bro, you cannot people can wake up tomorrow and want to do And something. that also kind of stops people's creativity and it also discourages them from wanting to do other things. Cause you know, uh you know, I ain't no rapper at all, but <laughs> thank God. You might be, though, because I wasn't a rapper for a long time. And then I woke up one day and realized that I can put a song together and I can make it make sense. And now everybody's calling me a rapper. And it's like, no, I'm just a creative man. But not everybody got that. So the point we making is creatives typically are multi-talented. You know, I come across a lot of people who can sing, but they can also draw or they can dance mm-hmm. or they can, you know, like for me, I'm a comedian, but I can, you know, act, do a little improv, um, I'm a little rapping and a little, Oh, go ahead. You got something. Oh my you god. Got something. What you got, friend? You know what's crazy is I really replanned myself. You know, I introduced myself. I said that I was a model. I said that I was a rapper, but I dance as well. Yes, you do. And that is something that I always like forget about for some reason. But yes, I can catch a count too. So I guess you can throw dancer in the hat as well. Okay. Well, guess guess what, y'all? I just <laughs> I have to show y'all something real quick. So listen. The reason why I, I get so giddy and stuff like that is because I've been following this man for a minute. And I remember, like, I come across, it was during quarantine, and I come across one of his videos. And I don't know if he remembers this, but I want to let y'all know my real introduction <laughs> to this man. So just watch. Oh, my gosh. I'm nervous. Like cabbage and some radish. Please check your pH balance. Your mama wouldn't have it. So go handle it. Tragic. Check your pH balance. Hey, 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 bow, bow. So I couldn't use the regular song because they're going to flag my ass, so I had to put my little remix on <laughs> Not that video out of all videos. No, of I, thought, I just one. thought that would be so, like, I thought that was, like, a nostalgic thing because I feel like I, when I did that, I feel like I sent this. I was like, look at this. And that was, like, my first TikTok video or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. So I remember. That was so funny. But <laughs> did you know? that video out of all videos, lower. I took that video down. I can't believe you. So- well, you're in that, so that's why you're so happy. <laughs> So, but, well, honestly, I felt like you killed that video. When I Thank watched you. that video, like if I'm if I'm keeping it honest with you, because I had to I, I had to watch it a couple of times because listen, I'm the worst, the worst dancer. Now I give you a pelvic thrust out this motherfucking world, mm-hmm. you know, unless I get drunk and I start bopping all over the goddamn place. I don't know, <laughs> but I feel like when I was watching that, I saw intricacy in your movement. 
And I feel like with that, I could tell that you were a dancer just from that 15 second video alone. I could tell that the way that you moved was so um, precise. Mm -hmm. So I'm wondering, like, give us a little more about your uh, your dance background, because I'm this is no no. Uh, what the gays say? This ain't no shade. No shade. Um, but like, what uh, did you were you a cheerleader or anything? Because you gave you gave like cheer vibes like. Not um, as an insult, because I think I see a lot of very athletic cheerleaders. No, I get it. Yeah, so I started dancing at a very young age when I was five. Um, I was in love with Michael Jackson. Like, I was in love with Michael Jackson. I was in love with Janet Jackson. There was a time when I, like, would put white baby powder all over my face. Swear, this is, this is no lie. You can, this, this is for, for real. And I used to, like, perform Michael Jackson for my family. That's how much of a Michael Jackson stan I was. Like, I had an, a Michael Jackson impersonator come to my birthday party when I was really young. Like, I love Michael Jackson. So I've always had, like, a little niche for dancing. And then when I... <laughs> <laughs> What's funny? That is not funny. People find that funny. No, I love no, Michael Jackson. No, it's, the, it's the white baby powder for me. I swear. That's not <laughs> It's the fact I know, I know they a lot. It's just the fact that you just skipped past it like it wasn't shit. You were just like, oh yeah, I used to throw white baby on my face, and then oh yeah, I used to perform for my family. Like, like we gotta take a second to just really soak in the face. The girls are the girls are black facing nowadays. Why not? Shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's not funny. I did that when I was really young, by the way. I think I was like four yeah, or five. No. I believe it. I believe that. No, I'm sorry. That was just so cute. That was the cutest thing because I could see a kid. I can see a kid definitely doing stuff like that. I'm in tears over here. Oh. And what's crazy is I don't remember a lot mm -hmm. from my childhood, but those types of memories I definitely remember. But yeah, so I started dancing at like five and then I was like really heavy in the church. So I joined like the dance ministry. The dance ministry was named after me. I will not tell y'all the name because it's just not giving all that. But I was a choreographer in the dance ministry. I was a cheerleader in high school. I was a cheerleader in high school. Um, I took dance classes in high school. Like I was really into dance until I got older and became lazy and just not consistent. But um, yeah, I've been dancing for a very long time. It's like one of my like favorite I things. Tell to you, do. I could tell you did cheerleading at one point because while you were doing that video. You kind of had like this ready, okay. Set, okay. You like, you know, like you know, I thought you was about to do a what are they called the the toe touch thing. I was like, oh, he's about to turn that motherfucker up. But yeah, I thought you not no more, not no more. Legs don't go that high. Oh my god. Mm -mm. Okay, well, can I ask you something? Uh huh. How old are you? I'm very confident in my age, but I'm not going to tell you. But I'm going to say I'm in my late twenties. Okay, mm. I'm still in my twenties. I'm still in the twenties. Oh okay? no, listen, you are still. A baby, so definitely don't. Cause listen, big daddy, you know I'm. I might be turning thirty one in March. Oh please, that's still young. Yeah, but uh, but you know, let me tell you something. Okay. When you turn thirty, now look, I told motherfuckers back in the day. I said, look, from about twenty three to twenty four, twenty five, I start feeling that you know already like okay, you getting a little older. You probably need to stop doing all these backflips mm -hmm. and flipping and jumping and hopping. And you mm -hmm. probably need to sit your ass down. Um, now, you know, when I turned 30, I thought I was good. I turned 30 and within the first six months of me being 30, it all just like, it didn't, it wasn't like, oh, we going to warn you. It wasn't like, oh, smack you in the face. It smacked me dead in the goddamn temple. It was like, oh, wow. Like knock me out. Like I got my first bald spot, which it grew back in. I think I just had a little alopecia and some shit. At 30? 
Yes, but it was like it was, I don't know. I think I, I think honestly, I might have caught something or just been something. I think because I actually heard Drake say that he, when he got COVID, he actually started going bald, and so I don't know because I, I had like a bald patch right here. Oh, for, but it grew back in. I'm good. I'm good though. But like that happened, I got my first hemorrhoid. Not your first hemorrhoid, Lord Jesus. I got my first hemorrhoid. I look. I ain't know. Uh, it, you know, that was my that was my only hemorrhoid too, yo. Okay, I've had another one since. Whatever, but I'm just saying, like, either way, no. Look, that diet you got to just really when you turn thirty. Back to the point I was saying earlier. Yes, Lord back Jesus. Back to the point because we tend to do that a lot. Back to what I'm saying is, when you do get older, you could sneeze and blow your whole hip out, and you'd be on that couch. You're only thirty-one, though. You need to stretch because you shouldn't be feeling like that me, at thirty. Let me see a toe touch. Me right now, no, but I could do it. I've actually, I could do it. I've actually been stretching because I said by my birthday, I was about to say my age, but I said by my birthday, I want to be able to do a full split. That's a goal of mine. So I've been stretching. I can do a toe touch. I can do a leg lift. Mm-hmm. So it gives that. Okay, I guess like I'm a little confused, and the only reason why I'm confused is because like I feel like anytime like when I was younger and I tried to do a split or something like that, I just felt like my balls were about to pop open. You got to stretch. Feel like, but I feel like it has nothing to do with your balls, does it? I don't know. I don't know. Well, I'm saying, <laughs> is it is it inner thigh, inner legs? It's like inner it's thigh, like, inner leg. You have to stretch okay. your legs. It really has. I mean, your balls are. I mean, everything's attached. Your there. Everything's going to stay attached. You just have to stretch. So it was a thing. It was a thing. We knew a guy back in the day. Like that's how you know little kids is mean. And you know in those backwoods country towns like Kentucky and shit like that, they'd be all rude. Cause there was this kid that knew how to do the splits. We'd all be like, "Oh, he's gay. He ain't got no nuts." <laughs> no, we definitely, we definitely have everything that every other man has. We just a little, we're just a little more flexible. And you know we, you know, stretch and take care of our bones. Yeah, some of y'all can be turned into pretzels. I'm more like a. Ooh. I'm more like mm-hmm. a, don't. Don't practice me. I'm like a Dorito. You get one thing up my ass. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> oh, goodness. Doritos are good, too. We like Man, Doritos. Cool ranch with that little ranch dip on. Uh, love on. Cool Ranch. Yeah. Love nacho cheese. Love sweet and spicy. You know. Man. We see mm-hmm. each other. We see, we see each other. other. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. A lot of you all may know there's never a time in my house, in my anything, where I just do not have candles burning at all times of every single day. I literally have different scented candles burning in all of my room. I know y'all's butt be stinking when you wake up in the morning. I know your feet stink. I know y'all be going in that bathroom hooting and stuff. It's a very, very, very diverse collection of scents. Scents that are sweet from scents that smell like linen from scents that are just fresh for the Manhattan. We got another one called the Bronx. We have another one called Play in My Garden. Ooh, I have this in here just burning in the bedroom because it's the Love Jones candle. <laughs> so again, that's candlesticks with the XS promo code, KWK10. I want to thank all of you all for tuning back in to another episode of Kicking It With Keith. As far as music, your music goes, what kind of projects do you have coming out? I know you said you had two songs. So what, what was it that made you get up 
and be like, I'm about to write this song. And did you do it? Like, did you do it from home? Did you do it from a studio? Like, what did you do? And who, like, did you get any help? How I got into rapping, it was during the quarantine. I was with a group of friends um, and we were at one of my friend's house. And one of my, one of my friends who also writes music was like, let's write a song. Was sitting there for 15 minutes, could not figure out how to start the song, like had no clue. So my friend gave me like two lines to start the song. And from then I just like went fucking bananas. And that same night we went to his house. We recorded a song at his house because he had like a home studio. We was up to like 6 a.m. recording the song. And from that day on, now the song is, the song actually wasn't trash, but it wasn't good. I don't know where the fuck that song is now. But from then. What the? The one that you released. No, I this is was... this is when it first. This is when I first figured out. Okay, I was about to say that was good. Yes, friend. no, this is when I first figured out. So the next day, I went home. I promise you, I wrote like four songs. They were probably all trash, but I was so like intrigued Inspired. with writing music at that point. So some months went past. And I was, I had a work from home job, and like I was just listening to beats all day, just listening to beats, and I heard a beat. And I fell in love with it. And while I was working, I was literally just writing. I was anything that came to mind, I was just writing. Um, and that's normally how I write. Like I listen to a beat and if I'm inspired by the beat, then I just like start writing. And I write really fucking fast out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, you know what? As creatives, it really I listen, anybody who ever employs a creative, I feel so bad for you. I feel so bad why? because as creative for real, we be at work. Yes. Like what the fuck it's can I crazy. do? Stop being heard. Like I can't. Even, honestly, I get some of my best work done at work. At work, yes, that's <laughs> the crazy part. I be like, I don't give a fuck about these people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's when I figured out that this is something that I wanted to do. When I couldn't stop doing it, it's like okay, because at at one point I was like, okay, maybe you should not do this. You don't want everybody thinking like, oh, he wants to be a rapper now. Like maybe you should just back off. But I continued to do it. I wrote nasty. Um, that's out now. My mm. song nasty. That's out now. I wrote that in like two days. No cap. I was working from home. I wrote nasty, um, and yeah, I have like, I have a lot of songs. Wrote, yeah, you be performing recorded. shit out the song. Thank you. I love you nasty. Get, you don't get nervous uh, mm-hmm. in front of crowds, do you? No, I, like I said, I was modeling since high school, so I'm used to performing and having to be in front of crowds. I've won trophies. I've won money. Like I get it. I that's my thing. And especially having to walk in those balls and stuff for all the gays be super judgy and catty and stuff like they're that. They're not judging to me. You, they can't. What? They I mean, already they know. Can't. Listen, let me tell you, they okay. know what's up. When, and I, I, when I walk runway, that's when I'm my, my most cockiest self. Like, that's when I know I'm that bitch. They know I, when I come in, they already know what's up. Listen, yo, <laughs> I want y'all, you know what? Let me make sure to throw this up here real quick because I actually forgot to throw this because I want y'all to definitely go follow this man. Please. And go take, go take a look at, you know, some of his videos and stuff like that because first off, he be motherfucking moving. I ain't playing with y'all. Thank you. Like, I, look, I like I said this before, not all gays can dance. You know, like for me, the only way that anybody, hmm, I I I could do the I would rep the house of Fashion Nova men. That's the house I'm in. Not the house of Balenciaga. No, I'm in the house of Fashion Nova. Like, you know, like Lord Jesus, I need a sponsor or something. Oh, we all do, trust me. (laughs) No, oh my God. No, why? I'm going another. I'm 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 thinking back another time where I seen you post something one time. Uh, <laughs> my post get me tweeted, in trouble. You tweeted or something like that. You was like, so 
my friend told me that I'd have me a rich white man within a few months of living Hell out here. Yes. And it's, it's, I've been out here for almost a year, and Hell guess what? Still yes. ain't got no ain't rich got white man. no rich white man. Ain't had no rich white man. Where are the rich white men? I haven't had nothing. I ain't had no rich black man. Shit. Uncle Leroy, go Somebody, find him. Please, Come Lord. On. I can't but do you know it by what? myself no more. But you know what, though? Honestly, I feel like you are in a place where... I don't know if I'd want to date no rich man because I feel like there's so much that comes with dating a rich man. Like, what? Okay, okay. Let you me, don't I, know until you try, try. Listen, I was going to say, I'm going to take half of that statement yeah, back. Yeah, slow it down. Because Big Daddy got, you know, granddaddy bills over here. Hell yes. <laughs> so maybe if somebody will come, take care I've, of another. I've messed, I've, you know what's crazy? I, I, I've had niggas Take how can I say niggas? Uh, yes, I've yeah, had I've had want. niggas take take care of me. Really? Yes, and not have to do anything. Like never have sex, never send a nude, never nothing. Like just and this is no lie. Like I have, so I've been blessed, but it hasn't been consistent. Like I need oh, consistent blessing. You can build a foundation off of it. Just like you just come in, you pop in, and you, you pop you in, know. you take care of what needs to be taken care of at the time. But mm. I need you to be consistent. I need you to take care of it all the time. Okay. <laughs> so let me ask you this. Are you actually would you actually be old would would you look like legit be willing to have a sugar daddy? Yes. How much sugar? Are you willing to put out? <laughs> Depends on the price. <laughs> Depends on the yeah, price. Everybody got a price. It's everybody a price. got a motherfucking price. I don't know. See, I don't know. I the thing. I, don't, I think it also depends on how they look too. I feel like, okay. like honestly, I, I think that that. plays a huge part because if, listen, there's a difference between you know, like I'm 30. There's a difference between having a maybe a a 40-year-old or a 50-year-old sugar daddy who still look good. Mm-hmm. But when y'all come, when y'all start coming across 70, old St. Nick, old St. Nick and I'm Chris good, Kringle bro. and all that shit, Santa Claus and You know what's Claus. crazy? You could still, you could still deposit a little bag in my account, 60, 70, 80. Now, that determines where the, me. where the sugar, exactly, the sugar, the sugar, that determines, yeah. For me, although my pound game is a motherfucking one, I feel like it's really hard for me. I'm never going to be the person allowed to say, oh, it's just personality that attracts me. No, you got to look mm-hmm. motherfucking good. I don't care. Well, if, no, thing. it depends. Well, it does depend, but also, I've if you want to be my sugar daddy, this. there's almost, if I'm, if I'm not physically attracted to you and you Mm-mm. 80 or just weird or, you know, you, you do this weird shit and you just want to be my sugar daddy, I won't be able to perform with you no matter how much money That's you give what me. I'm saying. That's when you yeah. determine where the sugar comes in. Because not every nigga, not every older man or sugar daddy wants sugar. Like I said, True. I've had people take care of me and I had to, I didn't have to do anything but just nothing but respond to a text message or, you know, communicate consistently. I've never had to do anything sexual for, honestly, I've never done anything sexual for money. Yeah. Uh, me, me, Lou. <laughs> now, uh, would I? No. <laughs> well, <laughs> okay. Well, no. Okay. <laughs> I've never physically done something sexual for money. However, my thing is more so like I have had somebody um, 
which was kind of weird. Just somebody who's fucking married, and I kind of want to tell his husband because he won't leave me the fuck alone. I've done something physical for money, but it hasn't been like sex. So I, you know, I might have sent somebody a couple little pictures, but you know, well, okay. But anyway, so yeah, so I would say this. I can't say. I've done the OnlyFans and stuff like that. So, you know, obviously I've been in the sex work industry. And then also I did, uh, I had a, this one weird man who was always like, oh, I'll send you, look, I used to get his ass too. I'd be like, um, if you want anything, you need to send me $300 on Cash App right the fuck now. And, and what would you send him? A picture or a video or some shit like that. Wow. Love it. Love to hear it. Shit, listen, I don't really know many people who make $300 for a picture. Uh, how, I mean, a minute. You know what I'm saying? I was like, Shh, I already got it in my pot, my library. You know, go ahead and give me that. And shit. So, you know, I've done a couple of things for sex. So I'm not, you know, I ain't too. Nothing's wrong with that. <laughs> but never physically. Judge. Like, you can't be like, oh, I want to do this with you and I'll pay you this. You know, unless you like Chris Brown or something. Then I, you know, I won't charge you. Uh, uh. <laughs> I'm definitely charging Chris Brown, but I'm still, it's not going to, you know, I'm, <laughs> Chris Brown is rich. <laughs> This round is rich. True. That's true. You'd be like, nigga, a hundred, like a thousand dollars is Hell nothing yes. to you. Okay, no, right. I feel, no drop I feel a like, bag, nigga. We give it and listen. Look, I saw mm-hmm. Bow Wow tweet some, uh, post something earlier today. He was like, uh, he said, if uh, he was like, man, I hate when girls be like, oh, I got a dude. He was like, shit, I'll buy your dude some too. Period. He was like, period. He's like, question, uh, problem solved. Shit, <laughs> buy me something. Go right ahead. No, for real. That's like, how I am listen. too. Like, if I had a nigga at, and we was at the club and the nigga was trying to buy me a drink, my best my best friend tells me this all the time. I'm I've been single for a very long time. All three of my best friends are in relationships, mm-hmm. and one of my best friends say all the time, if a nigga tries to buy me a drink at the club and I'm with my nigga, I'm going to say, well, you need to buy. My nigga drinks. I too. think that's very respectful, to be completely mm-hmm. honest with you, because mm-hmm. fucking with a nigga like me, that's there's no quicker way to get both of y'all's asses snatched up. You know, like mm. but not, you know, not, you know, listen. See, that's the thing. I haven't mm-hmm. I yeah. haven't been in anything that deep yet for me to Well, no, I'm not saying mm-hmm. when I say snatched up, I more so mean like I guess I mean snatched up. Like don't yeah. play with me with my man. Don't. Like you come over here offering him a drink, you better be offering two. Or you're going to be walking back with nothing. Period. Period. And it look. I don't think that I would get like that if a... I mean, I'm pretty jealous. I'm a jealous person. But I don't think that I would get like that if a nigga brought my nigga a drink. I was like, it's a drink, you know? And niggas buy me drinks all the time. So let me ask you this, though. So let me say, what if you were saying... Like, what if a dude walked into you with your man and he was like... Um, this is just hypothetical, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, what if you was with your man and he was like... He wanted to buy your man a drink and your man was like... Well, that's my boyfriend or something like that. Can you buy us both a drink? And he was like, "No, I'll buy you a drink." Then, no, go ahead. Sorry. No, I'm saying that. What would you? What would be your? Response I wouldn't do that? anything. I would expect my niggas to say, "Well, then I don't want to drink." I wouldn't do anything. Let me tell you something about me. I don't go. I never go back and forth with the third. Okay, mm-hmm. it's, that's not my place. It's my niggas' place to correct that. Now, if my nigga don't correct that, then him and I have a problem. But yeah. you'll never catch me out there arguing with a bitch over a nigga. <laughs> if my if my man says. In order for you to buy me a drink, you must buy my nigga a drink, and you say no, then you're not buying either one of us a drink, and we can Great. go buy our own drinks. Like, Great. all right, so you're very mature, then. You know, you're not. No, like I'm not. The- <laughs> <laughs> I've just been through a lot. I've seen a lot. I've been, I've had. I've encountered a lot. So I'm pretty sure, nigga. especially since Shit. moving out, fucking Atlanta. Hell yeah. I remember when I when I listen during. I don't know. First off, there was no quarantine in Atlanta. It was a um, quarantine. And- 
It was a quarantine. People don't live here. People don't know. We were locked in the house. We were not locked in the house as long as everyone else. But Atlanta was locked down Y'all for... Y'all was in the club fighting every weekend. No, we were not. No, we were not. No, we were not. I they, seen we, Malik Joseph get beat up at least three times in the, in the See, pandemic. I don't even know who that is. Malik Joseph? Isn't he in New York? I don't know. I think they beat Yes. I no, I just said, I seen... A, basically, during that time, I seen a lot of fights happening in Atlanta. And I feel like... Uh, Honestly, it makes I remember like saying like shit, I want to go take a trip to Atlanta, but I remember saying I don't want to get jumped in the club. Like it was it was becoming such a stigma for a minute. It really was. Like don't I've get been it twisted. In like I can, I can obviously years. handle myself, but I could tell. <laughs> I've been in Atlanta for four years and I have not been in one fight. Now I, I've not been in any like but who, drama, who would drama. you piss off though? You seem really okay. No, so. but bitches piss me off. Oh, That's the problem. Yeah, but I'm just tell. I'm just nice, and I'm I'm too old to be arguing with bitches. Yeah. I really don't care about like y'all. I don't care about y'all. Ooh, say that one more time. I don't care about y'all. Like Ooh. y'all don't. Like I think that's what where people like get it fucked up is like y'all don't do anything for me. I don't lose any sleep. I don't lose any money. Like if right. a bitch don't like me, then you just don't I like, like it. it's what what do we want to do about Ooh. it. That's a word, y'all. Make sure mm-hmm. you put that in your notepad, notebook, mm-hmm. and in your Bible scriptures. All right. Uh, <laughs> all right. So mm-hmm. also, I know you said uh, I asked you to come up with a couple of topics as well uh, that you wanted to speak about. And hold on. What's, what, where you want to go with that? Okay. So. Hmm. So you got me in my office shit. Yeah, y'all. listen. We about to handle business. These are black owned businesses on both ends of these screens right here. Whether anybody know it or not, you know, we're going to speak that into existence 2022. Amen. Listen, 2022 is about to be lit for me. Oh my God. New single, new oh video. God. Are you doing a video? Hey, that's what's taking me so long. Oh. The video, the process mm-hmm. is just very tedious, very expensive. Yes. So if there's any sugar daddies out there looking to spin the bag, listen, mama's trying to drop a video. That shit is expensive as fuck. Scrolling right here. Find him. Needs any is that your cash as well? <laughs> yes, it is. Without the underscore. You just you just take the underscore at, out and put the little money sign. In the front. Yeah, uh-huh. In the front. Needs us, needs us. Him. Okay, no, I'm just playing. Mm-hmm. Support me, bitch. Uh. <laughs> Support me, bitch. I'm trying out here. It's hard. <laughs> well, that's actually amazing. So let me ask you: Do you have a Do you have a vision board? Did you make a vision board? Yes, I do have. I have a vision board. I have a chalk. I have like a dry eraser board in my apartment. I have a notebook. Like, have you Have you been doing uh, vision boards before, or was this something that you more so just started? No, I've done a vision board before. I've done, this is probably, the vision board that I'm probably working on now is probably like my third vision board. I've done vision boards before. Okay. And on the first, the very first vision board, I was able to do um, most of it. Like, it was, one was like moving to my own apartment and um, credit score, all that good shit. And I was able to achieve that. So I do believe that a video will be dropping this year. It will. With a single. It will. For some odd reason, I feel like 2022 is not only going to be your year. I don't feel like it's not only going to be my year. I feel like 2022 is going to be the year for so many people. I agree. I feel like something about this just new year just feels so promising. And I feel like I'm hoping that we don't get back into a part where we're kind of shut back down again like before because stuff's starting to get, you know, kind of out of hand again. But at the same time, like I just see that I feel like people's been 
down too long. And now that everybody's, everybody's down, they like, no, we got to get this shit popping and cracking. That's how I feel. I'm like, bitch, it's time to get it's up and it's stuck. Like, oh, yeah. No game with none of these motherfuckers. Because listen. Yeah, she better put out the display board. Look, I ain't Love here. To see it. Because, you know, for me, it's it's crazy uh, because I'd say I've written down little wish lists and I've written down things in little books and stuff like that, you know, throughout the years of the stuff that I would want or goes and stuff like that. There's something a little different about putting it on a vision board because you see it, you see it. And there has been so many things that have, you know, although I am still a small business and we nonprofit at this point, because you know, it's all my money going into this motherfucker. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Kicking with Keith. Make sure to tune in every Tuesday and Thursday at 12 p.m. for the audio portion on all streaming platforms and catch the video on my YouTube channel on Wednesdays and Fridays at 12 p.m. Thank you for your continued support, friend. I love me some you, and you are greatly appreciated. Uh, I know one of the uh, one of the things that I did want that you did want to touch on was mental health, and so I want to ask: Do you want to discuss, I guess, mental health? You know, with black men in the black community, LGBT mental health, or just mental health in general? Or, you know, just the importance. I think it's really, I think it's just mental health in general. I think people. For me, and this is just my experience, I think I forgot about how much I deal with in a yeah. day, like in a day alone, and it's 365 days a year. And sometimes we put that, we just put it in the back of our mind. And we, when it gets to the point where it's time to figure shit out, you have all of that stuff mm-hmm. piled up in the back of your mind, and you're trying to figure out how to get from A to Z, you know, or from left to right. And it's like all that drama in the back of your mind, you have to sit down and literally like it wakes you up at figure it the 3 fuck out. It 44 a.m every night a.m every night mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and for me like the last two years has been i'll be honest has been extremely hard for me besides the pandemic just my own personal life and my own personal mental health journey has been like extremely like hard and um now i'm okay with admitting or talking about how important it is to pour into yourself and pour into your mental health. I feel like we we give so much of ourselves to other people and other things, our nine to five, our creative, you know, job, our friends, our relationships, and we forget to pour into to ourselves. So now I make sure and I'm, I make it um, a habit to make sure that I'm taking care of me and doing what I need to do for me. And if that means cutting bitches off, that's super important because to me, I feel like you can't truly be productive um, without you can't truly be productive without making sure that your mental health is okay. Because if you frazzled and dazzled all over the damn place, you could be booked and busy all damn day, but you're Listen. not. But it's not going to be. It's not going to. It's probably going to make you worse as far as your frazzled and dazzled, just because you don't. You just ain't got to figure it out. So I definitely do feel like it is important to like a lot of us myself included well no because i was in therapy and stuff as you know younger but i feel like a lot of us don't as black men and black people in general uh we don't really take mental health as serious um and i feel like it's not something that that's one of those things that i would love to be unlearned in the black community just in general like i feel like um they think they think focusing on your mental health or going to therapy means something is wrong with you. And bitch, something is wrong. Yeah, with and you know what also bothers me? And I said this <laughs> in another video because I did a guest, uh, I did a guest uh appearance on a podcast. And I said that I feel like a lot of 
men in general, um, I feel like a lot of the reason why black men don't feel there's a necessity for um, for any type of like mental health therapy or anything or, you know, just anything. I think men, when we're younger, when we're t- kids, toddlers, whatever the case may be, a lot of us had those mothers where when we would cry, they'd be like, quit crying like some little girl. Quit crying like some little bitch. My mom is still like that. She doesn't say quit crying quit crying like a little girl, but she said, why are you crying? Yeah. Why are you crying? It, like, it could be a funeral. It literally, why are you crying? It, literally girl, it hardens us a lot of the times. And then we grow up not having emotional intelligence to be able to know when we might need a little help or when we are stepping out of line or when we just whatever the case may be. So I do feel like sometimes, I'm sorry to say this, sometimes black moms can be the catalyst of a lot of that goddamn Yes, they can. Yes, they can. Yeah. But it's really, I don't know. It's for some reason, I see those black mamas. Don't cry like some little girl. Like, oh, okay. Were you raised, were you raised by both parents? Um, I was raised in a two-parent household, but I was raised by my grandparents. Okay. You know, but my, okay. my mom and dad, like, mama was a stripper. She was in and out of jail. My daddy was... So who was who was more present? Was your mom or your dad? More my, my mom. She was she was a more. So that's why. So that's why it's easy for you to say black mothers yeah. because that's your experience, which which is also my experience mm-hmm. too. But I also have friends who have black fathers who are experiencing the same who has who have the same kind of trauma as you and I. So. That's a, especially when um, it comes to that to- the toxic masculinity thing because I got a whole bunch of brothers on my dad's side, and I think that I was really. It took me a minute to come out to my dad's side of the family because it's all boys over. It's nothing but boys. And I was like, oh, God, this is about to be a... Well, God is good. Yeah, ain't he good because they all accept me, you know, except... The thing about me is I didn't have to come out. I still have not said I'm gay to anybody. I mean, they... But they know. Like, they've met boyfriends. They... My mom knows that I've had sex with the man. Like, they know, but I... You know, I just feel like... People don't come out and say I'm straight yeah. or, you know, like, so that's why the fuck true. do I have to tell you I'm gay? That's like, you just meet my lover or my partner and that's how you decipher whether or not I like men or women. It's my business. I, do I don't that. check on nobody else's sexual life. No. However, I do want to say to people, you know, you don't have to necessarily ever say the words I'm gay. I feel like you don't have to say that if you're not ashamed of yourself. But I feel like the people no. who be ashamed of themselves and live their life trying to be like, I'm not gay and stuff like that, like literally you're doing yourself a disservice because once you stop caring about what the fuck other people think about you, you're oh literally my gonna, like, it's going to lift so much weight off of your shoulders Jesus and you're going to be, no, Jesus Christ. Niggas Christ. No, I, I say it oh. wrong again. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, I love that. I love that. You better Jesus name a Christ. song that. You better name one of your songs Jesus that. Christ, yes, I'm gonna name Jesus my first. <laughs> I'm gonna name my first gospel record, Jesus Christ, for sure. <laughs> Jesus Christ, love that. Love that. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm thinking you're saying nigga Christ. No, no but Jesus I mean, shit, niggas Christ. Like, why? Niggas, niggas Christ, dude. Niggas, shit. niggas, what's wrong with these <laughs> motherfuckers? Jesus. No, no, but seriously, like we as a community, as black men, we have to do better with focusing on our mental health because they already think the worst of us. They already think that we're just these terrible people. And a lot of it, a lot of our actions and the the things that we decide to do comes from mental health and comes from trauma in our childhood. So I would definitely suggest that everyone, you know, just do a little tap on the head, make sure you're good. And you know what? Also, uh, I'm glad you touched on the whole trauma part because I feel like a lot of times, um, especially in the black household, I don't want to give it to fathers or mothers or, you know, just whatever. But I feel like 
And maybe in you know white households. I don't. I can only speak from a black household perspective. Okay. Black, we don't know what them girls doing, I'm and B, they think they know what we doing. Listen, I'm B L A Q U E. We black, black over here. So you know, no matter how light it is, uh, <laughs> but like for me, lost my damn train of thought again. Ain't that some bullshit? For you in the black household. Yes, in the black household, we black, we black, <laughs> black in the household, and like you know. Oh my god, you got to put the liquor there. In my household, we was black. Cause <laughs> same year, same year, same year. Oh no, I was gonna say more so like I feel like in black households, I feel like black parents, uh, they don't really like to do a lot of admitting. I can well, I'll speak for Hell southern no. black parents. They don't like to do a lot of admitting when they're wrong. They don't do a lot of apologizing. It's more so I give you a house, I give you a roof, you eat, you do this. I don't gotta say shit to you, and they don't truly realize that that translates to us. In very derog- not not der- derogative, but detrimental ways as we grow up, especially men, because a lot of the times we don't have emotional intelligence. Straight black men, a lot of the times, do not have emotional intelligence enough to deal with their women. They really do not. You know what? I told myself going into this birthday, I made a list of things that I wanted to go into this birth- birthday, feeling like this new year, feeling like like I made my New Year's resolution on my birthday. And um, one of the things that I said I wanted to do was break generational curses. Yes. I told myself that I wanted to, to get out of my own way and not be like the people that came before me, but be way better. And that's what I'm doing. Growing up, my, I wasn't raised by my mom. I was raised by my godparents. I moved with my mom when I was 16. And I love my mother. Me and my mother are super close. But we're not really connected emotionally. And like I know she loves me and she, know, she knows I love her. And we have a relationship, but we're not, just, we're not that connected. Um, emotionally, but she does have like I relate with that. Yeah, and she does have like this way of kind of blocking her emotions. I've never seen my mom cry. I've never seen my my mom is a strong. That's what I know from my mom. She's strong. She doesn't let things get get her down. She doesn't let things bother her. And I feel like that's a good thing, but that's also a bad thing because it would be nice to see her emotional and to see her feel and to see her, you know, but unfortunately that's not the type of woman she is. So I vow to break generational curses. I'm very emotional. Sometimes I think I'm too emotional. The last nigga I dated probably thinks I'm fucking psychotic. And you probably are psycho. I am crazy. Listen, you probably are. I'm pretty sure every, uh, listen, but the thing is, you know, we can always like every nigga I've ever dated is crazy. But, like, what did I do to make him crazy? You know what I'm saying? What did he do to make me crazy? Because I know he's telling everybody I'm crazy. But, like, shit, sometimes sometimes you be saying to the motherfucker, then the end of that shit, you be so fed up. You be like, ah! That's how I was in my last situation, I swear. I was, like, to the point where it's like, you know what? I'm fucking done with this shit. And now, like, and I still love him to death, but now I'm to the point where it's just like, if anything, if there's one thing that makes me think of anything that I dealt with in that relationship or in that situation, it's a wrap for me. I'm not, I'm not going back. And that nigga's crazy and toxic. I'm crazy and toxic too, but he's crazy and toxic as well. What's your son and what's his son? I'm a Libra. And he... Oh, I don't know too much about Libra. He's a Leo. I don't know too much about either of those. Yes, but Libras and Leos are very compatible. Very compatible. Very compatible. Like, when it came to, like, surface-level things, like us connecting emotionally, sexually, that was like... Where is he from? I'm not giving all that information out. Okay, okay, no, 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 okay. No, 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 okay. So, actually, I'm trying to figure out, okay, can you give me... um, I guess an area. Like, I'm not trying to, like, figure out who it is. I'm just trying to... He's from up north. He's from up north. 
Okay, and you are more. You're from. I'm from what state again? I'm from. I'm from DC, so I'm from up north as well. Oh, okay. So you're from the same place. No, we're not from the same place. But do you think that kind of have something to do? Because that's kind of where I was getting to. Because I know a lot of times when you are with somebody who's from so. Girl, oh, don't burn this house down. Oh, not with me on this. <laughs> Lord, ah! uh, all right. So with that being said, like I was gonna ask, do you feel like sometimes whenever you date somebody who is from a different, you know, geographical place than you are, that there could be an issue with, um, I guess, upbringings? Because a lot of times, based off where you're raised, I feel like. I be feeling like all black people are raised the same. I be feeling like that for real, but we're, we're really not. No, we're not. But you know what's crazy? That's what, for me, connected him and I the most. For me. I don't know. I can't speak for him. But for me, when we used to talk about... I hate that I even, I'm even talking about him. But when we used to talk about... Our, I know. Yes, no. It's all love. It's no hate for, between him and I. But we used to talk about like how he was raised, you know single mother you know whatever and i talked about how i was raised and that that's what kind of like connected me how family oriented he is how yeah. family oriented i am so i don't think I, I think our upbringing kind of made it yeah. make more sense to me um because our upbringing was the same like both of our mothers worked extremely hard to take care of their children and do what they can for their children and you know that's what connected us to me. You know it's it's, uh, it's crazy uh, because kind of going back on something you stated earlier, where you was like um, you would like to see your mom get more emotional. Uh, so my mama, you know, is an OG, and it's super exhausting. Mm-hmm. Like my mama for real. Like back where I'm from, I'll never forget. One time I started a new job and I was in the call center and this lady was, you know, she was like, who's your mama? Blah, 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 blah. I started telling her, she was like, oh, your mama can fight. It was just, it bothered me that that was the first thing that she thought about when she was thinking about my mother for whatever reason. My mama's been, listen, if y'all ain't gonna listen, listen, don't play with that lady for real. But what I will say is for me, um, I get so upset with her sometimes because I feel like my mama, she's an OG. So she don't really, she's not, when I call her and I'm like, oh, I'm I'm going through this or I just, I don't know what to do. Or I just need, I just, sometimes when you just need to talk. Mm-hmm. Mothers who are not emotionally mm-hmm. open, especially to their sons. They be like, I don't want her all that shit right now. I, you call, I don't, uh, it's not, uh, I can't do that. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. That don't happen. My bad. N- no. Oh. I was with you until that. I was yeah. with you until I understood you until that. <laughs> because, go ahead, though. I'll let you. Well, no, I'm just going to say, my mama be like, here, I ain't trying to, you ain't about to mess my day up talking about all that stuff. So for me, like, I'll just be like, sometimes I think, damn, like. I, sometimes I need a mama. I don't need a thug. I don't need a gangster. Have you said I don't need that OG. to her, though? Yes, I have. But you know the thing about a lot of that older generation is they don't understand the importance of emotional intelligence as much as our generation does. I have because a lot of hope for the next generation. I have a lot of hope for the next generation because I feel like our generation in general, um, and I, you know, I feel like we're close enough to the same age where I can kind of kind of categorize them as the same generation. Um, but I'm still in my twenties. Yes, he's still in his early twenties early 20s and so am i um but like i just feel like we we are a generation that 
I'd be a little worried sometimes, but I do love the fact that emotional intelligence and mental health is becoming such a talked about topic because I feel like we have so much potential as parents to really change the outcome for how a lot of our men and women are raised growing up, like in the future. So, I have two points. Go ahead. The first point is to your mother. Mm-hmm. Not to your mother, but about your mother. <laughs> so my mom's like that as well. <laughs> right. My mom's like that as well. Mm-hmm. She's not She's not like very much so like, um, oh, I, I don't want to hear that right now. But sometimes she does kind of say, you know what? Why are you crying? You shouldn't be crying about that. There's other things to worry about in the world. And sometimes I have to say, mom, I'm a human. This is, I'm, this is, I'm, I'm, this age, yeah. this is my first time dealing with this. You may have dealt with this before. I haven't. Let me express myself the way I need to express myself. That's the first point. The second point is, yes, this fucking, our generation and the generation coming after us is one of a fucking kind. I love how we, like, really stand ten toes down on what we believe. Um, we, I mean, we fight for our people. We we make sure our opinion, we, we state our opinions. We stand true to what we believe. And I think that's important because growing up, we I didn't we didn't have this kind of example. Yeah. Like we had like little examples here and there, but we didn't have, you know, our parents wasn't as vocal about their Not emotions. Not you know, our family members wasn't as, you know. I don't, I don't want to get into the family thing, but... No, no. You're, I mean, honestly, what it comes down to is like... No, and I'm going to say this about the whole family thing. Let me just say this. Oh, Lord. Y'all, Jesus Christ. Y'all, instead of saying to your child, Uncle Lee, don't go in the basement, but Uncle Leroy. How about you don't have Uncle Leroy in your motherfucking house, period? What's Uncle Leroy doing in the basement? But you, I'm just saying, you know how like sometimes it just comes with that whole... Like, I've seen... I am not trying to put this on nobody because I have not asked because physically I have not asked every single person that I have come across. So I can't say everybody. A lot of. Now, listen, I, oh, I never had to go. Through this. I never had to go through this. You know what I'm saying? And so sometimes I like I get super emotional because I feel like it's so fucked up to do. Uh, but I also feel like I feel like some people just be putting on and saying stuff for a certain attention. Um, but mm. I feel like a lot of people that I've spoken to in the gay community and women have all experienced some type of sexual molestation or something mm. from somebody very, 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 very close to them at a young age. So that's mm. what I was more so saying. Instead of saying, you know, don't go in the basement with Uncle Leroy, get that nigga out the house. He don't mm. need to be in the house. You don't need to be sitting there trying to say, well, you don't need to go in the basement with him. You need to but say, sometimes, you don't need to be here, period. Sometimes we don't even get those types of warnings. Hell no. Hell so no. Most times we don't even get those types of warning, like don't go in a basement. Sometimes we're just already in the basement. True. And Uncle Leroy True. is down there and, and that whatever happens. Yeah. Um, but I do think that when, when and maybe it was, it's different for this generation, but I do think that you know, our generation coming up, it was harder to let our parents or our guardians know um, what was happening in those situations. A and, lot of times you know, they don't, they act like they, they don't, they, that they didn't don't happen. believe you. Yeah, they are yeah, so yeah. close to the person that you're accusing that they like, eh, whatever. Yes, my, that's my brother. That to you. That's my brother. Yeah, that's my, that's my, like, 
Bitch, it, if I'm telling you that he touched me, bitch, yeah. he touched me. That's it, not my situation. I'm just saying. Yeah, but yeah. no, but but to be, and I kind of said that just kind of to bring up more so mental health because I feel like a lot of the times, a lot of these people out here that we may say, ooh, they are out here doing the most. They've probably had some type of sexual trauma. That's or- good. <laughs> No, seriously, because I used to really be like I was honestly a really judgmental person. I still am. No, listen. I'm since not. You getting seventy five loads? Be. Listen, if you getting seventy five loads, ain't nothing to happen to you we as a kid. Do that. No, we can't judge them if that's how they decide. What I've learned is that you have to meet people where they are. If I ain't meeting you in your hotel room to give you nothing. Yeah, no I'm 75 not going to meet them in the hotel. <laughs> no, I'm just not going to be a part of the 75 lows. Yeah. But I can't, yeah. like, I mean, because I've, I haven't, I've never done 75. I've never, that's just. <laughs> you ain't got to tell how many. Whoa, that's just, <laughs> whoa. I'm not judging, but that's like, whoa, mama. I like, he blew a cum bubble. He blew a cum bubble. Baby, no, listen, blew- that's. Seventy. That means seven. Does that mean seventy-five no. people? No, no, no. So actually, because I seen a tweet. Um, because I'm not gonna yeah, lie. Like, I went, I've I went, seen that too. I went to kind of go look, look, look. You know how that thing where it's like you don't like honestly, even with that whole Shamar thing. I didn't go look. I didn't watch the whole video, but I just had to go see if it was who Shamar. Yeah. Oh, Shamar, Shamar. Oh. You know, Why are people so in 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 a panic about that? About his sex tape. Why? Because he's handicapped. No. Um. Why he's human, he deserves to get he deserves it. We I one hundred percent agree. I agree with not wanting to see it. I but think that he could, you know, put some coconut oil on his face with his hair or something. Listen, whatever. He'd be a little dry. Like, like yes, listen. but but listen. there's a lot of niggas out here that's dry. No, but I feel like people were in an uproar about Shamar, and it's like the boy deserves to get pounded just like everybody else. <laughs> now. I mean, he does. We all deserve to get pounded. No, we I don't. Mean, that's I don't just want the, to get pounded ever. I, don't, I mean, but no, not if you don't want to. But if you <laughs> want to, you deserve to get pounded. Yes, and you yes. know, he has a body just like everybody else. So he has, you know, the functional yes. pieces that's necessary to get pounded. Now, the seventy-five lows thing—that's a bit excessive. However, Ooh, well, no, okay. So you asked me if it was seventy-five people. What I meant to tell you about that is, mm, so I watched that thing. Because uh, I, I was getting into a thing about like going to look for stuff that you don't want to see, but you just want to make sure it exists. Uh, but like I went to go see it, and he had said like one person had gave him six loads. So I don't know, no, for real. So that's I, a lot of that's a lot, and I don't even honestly. It would in one you, night, it would take you two weeks to get that out of me. Like what? Um, two weeks. Now, I'm just saying, you ain't getting six loads out of me in one night. That's literally... Yes, one fucking night. That's not That's happening. Like, where but, is it coming from? <laughs> he must have drank a whole lot of water or something if he got that. I don't goddamn know. Or, but I just feel like... So who... Okay, so let me get this But right. some people, some people, some people loaded him more than once. So although it was 75 loads, I don't think it was 75 75, people. 75 loads of sperm in you is too much. I feel like I, I would... I, for one day, regardless if it's regardless if it's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I don't care. That's excessive. That's yes. too much. You yes. need to sit down. I'm not judging you. Get your life, but yes. I, I yes. would not allow 75 Ooh. loads of I don't okay. even think I have enough body for 75 <laughs> loads of anything. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Kicking with Keith. Make sure to tune in every Tuesday and Thursday at 12 p.m. for the audio portion on all streaming platforms and catch the video on my YouTube channel on Wednesdays and Fridays at 12 p.m. 
Thank you for your continued support, friend. I love me some you, and you are greatly appreciated.